Every last Tuesday of the month, we hang out with our resident traditional healer. Gogo Dineo Nlanzi is in the building. She literally just crossed the border from Mozambique and came to work. <laughs> she hasn't seen her kids in four days, and she came straight here. We love your dedication. Oh. Gogo. Togoza, Gogo. Togoza. Togoza Mkule. I know it's some things that people don't see and don't realize. Yes. How much we put into our work. And Absolutely. how much we give of ourselves. That uh, sometimes outside the spaces, people still expect more. Mm. So I'm really grateful that you mentioned that because I just literally crossed the border. Yes. Was your, was your trip good? Yeah. It was very productive. I think I'm going to make Mozambique my second home. And I think for me, you know... Being in Mozambique and the relevance of today's topic, one is that about, you know, the show that we're always trying to do here is to change mindsets, mm. to challenge stereotypes and misconceptions about who we are, what our culture is, because yes. we are still seen as backwards, as primitive, we're seen as oppressive towards women. Sure. And one thing that I noticed in Mozambique is how powerful women were, mm. how women ran businesses, mm. how there was a lot of women entrepreneurs, sure. and how women were at liberty to be themselves. Mm. Yes, I know know we grew up in Abokoko and our mothers drinking freely but I remember there was a row on Twitter about Dineo Ranaka saying she loves beer because mm. beer is seen as a men drink sure. it's a, or the perception is that it's a men drink sure. and in Mozambique it was cool people were hanging out on the side corners mm. you know while Muntu was busy selling their stuff yes. and then drinking their beer comfortably and freely and just some things that people were doing that as a South African, I had assumptions because we carry a lot of assumptions about our fellow African brothers and their countries mm. and what we see. Sometimes what we see on TV is the story of the day. It's not the reality yes. or how the situation in there. So I was very inspired. I got inspired by the, the women who were selling on the side corners, but the women who were running shops, mm. boutique shops, the women who there's a woman who had a string of businesses from home. Yes. Where I was staying, the woman who hosted me, because yes. I stayed in, in, in a township. And, and, and she was running a string of businesses. And guess who were working for her men? Because mm. the men would come at night, Bazo Chekisimali, for sure. this business and that business yes. and that business. And I was like, we, do, we need to not uh, understand our stories just from the internet. Mm. We don't need to understand our stories from a, a Western a, point of view. Western point of view, because yes. it's very limited. Mm. You know, when I, because I studied African studies for a year, so mm. that's how I got my foundation yes. of African indigenous knowledge system. What uh, the, the, the guy who was teaching us said, the assumption is when, you know, when Westerners came, and looked at how we did things as Africans. Based on how they did things, they segregated and separated us. Mm. Because as Africans, we're talking about women because we're, you know, we're not, uh, we're not saying, yeah, w women need to be empowered because previously women were disempowered. Yes. So we're trying to, again, you know, balance the skills. But equality doesn't mean equity. Mm. And he said, in African you know, spirituality or in African systems, we don't focus on individualism. We focus on the collective because we understand that we're a system that can function codependently of the other. Mm. So when they would come, for example, and you'd see men sitting at council, the assumption would be women are not allowed at council. It's mm. a man's job, which sure. is a false assumption. Mm. When a man goes to council, a man goes as we, the family you know, mm. we as the family of Bagantlanzi, sure. we have decided or we see the need of the community to be this, you know, we need to build this or we need to start. It's a we. That whole week, 
that man, conversations with the kids about these are what is happening. This is what's going on. When people see Guti, we have in different initiation schools, fresh, they would also see that as segregation. But who else to tell you better about how to become a woman as a young woman who is coming of age, entering into adulthood? It's another woman. Mm. Because they can, one, be empathetic. One, they've walked in your journey. They understand some of the things. You know, how do you speak about menstruation with somebody who's not menstruated? Sure. How do you say, I've got intense period pains with somebody who have not really experienced those things? Mm. would be like, no, just take a panado. But a woman would say... It's fine, rest, because the assumption as well, it, it, it's around that menstruation and what women are allowed and not allowed to do. Some mm. of those things we took from religion. Yes. And, and when I, I understand when I'm having my circles, I'm, I become completely messed up. Yes. You know, my moods change, mm. everything around me change. So some of the restrictions were not based because we're discriminating women. The body needs to rejuvenate because when you are in your menstruation, you're releasing a life that was not formed. Sure. Remember, that is an embryo that never got fertilized. Mm. So because it never got fertilized, so it gets released. So you're going through a rejuvenation and a purification of your own. And it can be so, tiring. And is. Yes. So to take on other tasks and other role at that particular time, like cooking and the labor work that you would be put off, it's because of that. But we've moved with the times. We did not have what we have now. Mm. So now we've got certain things that we have. Therefore, it's okay for women to still do those things and be actively participative in other roles. 25 minutes after 6, we're hanging out with our resident traditional healer, Gogo Dineo Nzanzi. We're looking at the role of women in African spirituality, uh, given that we are going into Women's Month, August. Okay, Rob, your line is a bit bad. Uh, please, uh, let's sort out Rob's line. Thank you. Rob, busy back in 30. Apologies for that. DJ Slick and Questa Bioscope Prente. Hmm. What? Okay. Excuse? Get okay. Okay. All right. 6.30, <laughs> we have your sports update with Mfolit Solonyani. We are asking men who are not interested in sport about how that came about. And some of them on social media are already being attacked for not being interested in sport. Oh, the toxic masculinity. It's yeah. amazing how, uh, as a guy, you're put under so much pressure to love sport, and sometimes it's not your thing. Because mm. yeah. the assumption that it's a, it's a, it's a male thing. Mm. Yeah, the time. It's a male thing. Men. Even for women who yes. are into sports, they they get you know criticized. They you they think get you're called, a man. Yes, you, you think, think you're a man. Yeah, when I'm you think you're a man. Mm. You even took his surname, you yeah, because you want to be a man. <laughs> you want wow. to be him. <laughs> We'll check out your voice notes and your social media posts straight after this. So much of this song and the title is very Mzansi. 6.40, welcome to the Tuesday edition of Fresh Breakfast. We're hanging out with Gogo Dineo Mzansi. She's our resident traditional healer. We're looking at the role of women in African spirituality. The role of Bora Kadi, for instance. First things first, uh, for the uninitiated, what is two pasha? Mm. One. And two... The misconception is it's a man's role. Yes. Can we please discuss that? So what is Tupasha? I and I love it and I think we're gonna say it until to South Africans it is an easy way to express without feeling you are detaching from God. Yes. Ubupasha is to acknowledge, is to communicate, is to commune, is to be in communic in 
engagement and relationship with your ancestors. So who are your ancestors? Because we have to be clear. Yes. So your ancestors are those who have passed on, who are no longer existing in the physical space, but they are one with God. Why do we partner? When we partner to, to our ancestors, we make a way to God. Okay. Right? So we are acknowledging that we are part of a bigger system than ourselves. And because they are now spirit and God is spirit. Remember, God is not a person. Mm. God is a spirit of a spirit of creation. So when in African spirituality, when we die, you know, most of us go reconnect and become one with that spirit of creation. Mm. So Miss Patha, we are asking for a way to creation. So when we then send our prayers, the path has been set clear. Mm. And yes, the assumption is that it's only men who do it. It's dependent on different cultures even in in some zulu cultures it depends on what is the purpose because i always speak about we do, what what is the purpose of you communicating in that particular time what is it you're trying to ask for mm. because then when you are asking for something specific then somebody else does it in in zulu culture it might be mostly men but not in all cases mm. but i in 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 in, in culture and in vendor culture is a woman that passes mm. right so in my culture in my mother's culture it's my mother who's Girahad yes, or yes. Sure. But in most cases, Iba Rahadi Lema Lume. And you know when we speak about Rahadi or Babumani we're speaking about there has to be a representative from the maternal and the paternal. Yes. So if uh, you are partnering for a child, for example, you know whether it's a it's a you it's a coming of age ceremony that you are doing for that child. You need those two people to partner for that child, mm. and of course the parents of the child. So. As I said earlier on, people tend to think it's everything that has to do. It's about men and women don't do those things. In vendor culture, without Makati, nothing happens until mm. Makati arrives. Mm. Nothing. Whether there's a ceremony or anything, even in petty culture, nothing happens. In Zulu culture, the role of Ucha Magam Kabai, for example, you know Shaga is who Shaga is today because of Unandi. Yes. So the role that Gacha Magam Kabai is Unrungkulu advises the king. Sure. So it's the main advisor. So because we were behind the scenes and we were not visible, right? We were not visible because at the time men went and fought wars and they were doing all things that required testosterone. Mm. Because people tend to confuse also the role of, 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 of women and men based on, you know, uh, capabilities of our physical anot anatomies. Yes. But it's different right now. Yes, back then maybe men were strong enough, physically strong enough or were trained to go and fight battles because who had to, to nurture? Who had to make sure that life continues mm. while they were busy conquering other you know, villages or conquering other things. Women had to take care. So women had to take the lead. Women had to, it's not only about taking care. It's not about barefooted. You know that stereotype of barefooted, pregnant and only good for taking care. Yes. There's a lot of things that happen in households. If you, you talk to a full-time mothers, mm. people who just chose to become full-time mothers or housewife, it is a lot of work because there's a lot of strategy that needs to be put in place. There's a lot of things that, that's why I think in other countries, actually, you get paid to become a full-time mother. You get paid to be a housewife because it takes so much. So it's some of those assumptions that mm. people, just because we're not visible, so Mizi, you are looking at me like you want to ask a question. Mm, I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah, you're hooked. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning. Like I've just heard about the role Uchamandi played. Yes. Ushaga. So that's a because if thing. you look at the story of Ushaga, that Shaga started to crumble once his mother passed away mm. because his mother pursued for he, him to take on Upkos Bagub. 
Unandi pursuit, mm. you know, and the assumption again about the Nandi story is remember the stories are told from one angle of colonization, one mm. angle of colonized history about Africans because Shaga, and it's what I tell Shaga was an an extremely intelligent mm, person. Shaga was not about Zulu is a tribe currently in South Africa, mm. but Zulu was never a tribe that existed before Shaga. Shaga, when he said Singama Zulu, meaning we are the children of the heavens, already what he was saying, he was affirming our godliness because we tend not to see ourselves as Africans as godly until we are accustomed to everything that is mm. Western. So when he said we are the children of of of, of the heavens, Singama Zulu, his intentions, Gashaga, was to make one Zulu nation, not tribe. Mm. So all of us, we are the children of the mm. heavens. Mm. And who helped Shaga behind the scenes to strategize was his mother. Because when they went into battles and conquering, they would say, Guti, make sure that the women and children are safe. So the whole thing of domestic violence and the culture of are men assuming that black men are violent does not exist in our history mm. because a man who was seen to be abusive towards a woman and then you would be harshly disciplined because we know good in terms of our anatomy and because men have higher testosterone levels they would be physically strong at mm. other elements mm. that we have sayings that so how do you then in mm. but means good you are a better of of nations you are mm. a better of humans so you don't but people would then take those things as we are fragile it means we we you know yeah, we need you to are do, less than we less than and we need when when they said uh, uh, we, you know a uh, uh, man Buffon was protect and those things. At, at, in 1886, that's the role men played, mm. right? Mm. And women are multitaskers, and that's why women would not be seen doing one thing all the time because mm. they had the ability to do multiple things. So that was a gift. Uma maga shaga bega busy advisor ushaga a busy ah taking care of the women who were taken away from other villages to reintegrate them into this into this into this nation. Shaga wanted a united Africa really. Mm. That's what he did because if you look even currently, you know Nguni tribes spread as far as West Africa. If mm. you look at the whole of East Africa, there's yes. a lot of Ngunis. Even the food they eat, their dances are very similar to Zulu. So we need to take the notion of you know tribe being tribalistic because that's not who we were we were not about you know you are this you are that when people came and they found a piece of land and barbaquen we would study nature we saw nature as our greatest teacher so what was existing in the time as land was being allocated or things were given what were the signs that symbolized the you know in the aura in which we need to carry as a nation. Mm. Then because we stayed next to a river that was full of crocodiles. Yes. So it's it's those things that people don't understand that everything of ours was for meaning. And even polygamy, which is something I want to challenge. People always say good <coughs> In fact, can we, can we hold that thought yeah. and then we'll come back to that. Maybe you'd like to weigh in on the conversation. Please get in touch. You can uh, call us 089-110-3377. We're hanging out with Gogo Dineo Ntlanzi. Right now, your fresh beers with Samke Mchongo. Two chains, Drake and Quavo, bigger than you. 6.55, fresh breakfast on Metro FM. We're hanging out with our resident traditional healer, Gogo Dineo Ntlanzi. The role of women in African spirituality. We're going to Women's Month, and uh, we invite you to be a part of the conversation. Good morning, Michael in Tembisa. Yes. Uh, yep. My What's question is, uh, you see, Ushua Kazulu, right? 
Yeah. Uh, our guest today is uh, Shaka Zulu, wanted to unite Africa. That's why you find uh, Ngoni is as far away as Central Africa. Well, uh, according to what I understand about Shaka, those people ran away because of the reign of terror that he imposed. If I remember very well, it's called the Mpekipekani. Yeah, so I don't know what you mean by saying you wanted to unite Africa. Gogo? Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll respond on air. Yes. Uh, please listen over the radio. Yes, Gogo. So, of course, I think no leader is without faults. Mm. We are also realizing Mandela had his faults right now. Mm. But what I was trying to explain about the role of Shaga is that Shaga could not have been without Unandi. Mm. And that's the role that Nandi played. Mm. And he had his own imperfections. But what we tend to understand about Shaga, it's just he was a reign of terror. He was a dictator. He was all of those things because everything that has to do with our own history is about demonizing the way in which we did things. We're not saying as Africans everything that we did was created a utopia for us. We had mistakes and that's why we find ourselves in the current dilemmas. But when we keep on focusing on what didn't work for us, we can never learn from our ancestors what worked and what we need to apply in these modern times for us to get ourselves out of some of the situations that we're finding ourselves in, mm. some of the complex situations. So Upata, for example, is not the solution to all life's problems. If yes. you've got, you know, we're speaking uh, off break about next time we want to speak about mental illness because it's become such a, a topical issue. Mm. You know, we can't say Pata and you'll be fine, whereas you need medical attention yes. and you need clinical attention. Yes. So people need to understand. I think as Africans, we need to say not just under strength, history form, colonization point of view of saying this is who we were question what is the intention behind us there's a lot of people who are still celebrated alexander the great for example was similar to how shaga ruled but he gets celebrated by the greeks he gets celebrated by the rest of his people and they place him as you know the father of of of, of knowledge but if you look at us and we speak of Horus, we speak of uh, isis we speak of egypt and kemet the minute we speak then somebody will tuck in and undertone of yeah but we did this why can you know yes no one no culture no system put in place is perfect that's why systems crumble and new ones gets formulated we're realizing even with our democracy that things were put in place things did not progress you know as to economic liberation we're striving for eco- so let's shift things mm. all i'm saying to people we are not preaching here and we are not converting here to say you have to do this we are sharing knowledge systems that other you would not find in a book of history that you were studying at school we're sharing indigenous knowledge systems that when we look at ourselves as africans we do know that we are worthy mm. we are capable we are able to lead we are, and let's learn from the mistakes of our ancestors let's learn from the mistakes of our forefathers but let's not you know discard of them because we hear that shaga reigned in terror he mm. was a warrior mm. That's how he got Ubkos back. He fought for that. And he knew that everything he had to get, he has to fight. I remember, if you watch the movie of Shaga Zulu, that movie that they made, when they said to him, uh, you know, you, we are here to tell you of the king of kings. And he said, who are you talking about? Because in this land, I am the king of kings. And when you look at that, Fresh, and you look at religion, mm. it speaks a lot about God saying, I am. If God says he made us in the, his image and the likeness, I mean, I don't even like to put gender connotation because to us as Africans, God's name has no gender because God has no sex, color, race. God is spirit that is for everyone. Mm. So when you look, when they speak about the great, 
greater spirit in us, it refers to the I am. So when you speak of your own divinity, you refer yourself to I am. So also be careful of how you're saying you are, you know, I am stressed. The greater you is not stressed. Fresh is experiencing stress. It's an experience, it's a feeling, but it's not the essence of who you it's are. It's not who you are. No. So there was nothing wrong with him saying, I am the, you know, I am the king of kings in this land because the greater him the divinity of shaga that's what it was it, it was so i'm not saying that we shouldn't be critical that's very important because otherwise we go naively and take everything thinking that it's working and we don't see what didn't work and what cannot be applied because definitely how he ruled cannot be applied right now but there were strategies that he had in place there were things that he had in place that as africans if we look into some things so maybe some of the things that we're struggling with can shift Women's Month kicks off next, uh, in fact, tomorrow. We're looking at the oh, role yes. of women in African spirituality. Hanging out with our resident, Gogo Dineo Ndlanzi. Java on Metro FM. This is Abangani, 12 minutes after 7. We're talking the role of women in African spirituality. We're hanging out with our resident traditional healer, Gogo Dineo Ndlanzi. Before we wrap up breaking down the role of women and polygamy uh, in African culture, uh, Gogo, uh, Lokshin says, "Um, I beg to differ with Gogo. Shaka was a barbaric slave trading tyrant who was loved by whites because he invited them and sold slaves to them. Uh, Yeah, Mfekani was all for the slave trade, is what Lokshin uh, has to say. For me, you know, we all have different versions of history yes about who we are as africans unfortunately ancestors never documented these things so when we look at history as i said earlier on from one perspective and it wasn't about shaga i was just talking about shaga's rise to the role of his mother it was the role of his mother it was because of what nandi even for him to be a king in the very first place Mm. his mother fought for shaga to be there so if people say that's you know that's not true it's fine let's differ we don't always have to agree the role of polygamy in african culture does it have a role is it a positive role so we need to understand why polygamy was initially initiated Mm. it was because back then we worked in the land and we owned the land so one woman could not you know, give birth to hundreds of children for that land to be maintained and be kept, you know. Um, so that's when women, because it was a woman initiated, you know, ini- is it initiated? Yes. Initiative mm-hmm. idea of polygamy. And it was a woman who would then also choose the second wife because there, there has to be compatibility yes. of values of relationship with the, these two women. So it wasn't about a man feeling like I need another person. Mm. You know, it was a woman saying that we do because the assumption is that a man comes and say, and that's it because it's in our culture. Mm. But no, it's something that happens. It's a conversation that happens over time to say based on our current circumstances, based on the conditions, based on the needs of the family and the capacity in which you have or the incapacity of. Therefore, it is time that we invite another person who becomes part of our family. And never polygamy was never for people who didn't have enough resources to take care of those Mm -hmm. families. Polygamy was, you know, never about two women staying in one house. Polygamy was never about men's sexual needs. It was about what the family needed. And because the woman is is the runner of things, as much as people thought our, our households were ran by women mm. would then be the one who sees somebody who's compatible and choose on behalf along Naborahadi to say that one 
comes here to add value because polygamy is what is the value add mm. why are we having an addition it's the same thing when you're buying or you and not that women are being bought anything you are bringing into your family you say it's a value add so the assumption mm. to say Guti, it's about men so if men are out there and saying i want another f- f- uh, you have to have a conversation no polygamy happens without a woman agreeing to it because hmm. it's incremental that the wife signs up to that and it cannot be signed under Force daughter. Yes. I bring in. I'm an African man, therefore. No, it that's doesn't happen that way. So. That's interesting because I've always looked at polo- po- well, the the now patriarchal um, reasoning behind it is yeah. very about the man. Yeah. But we've never actually been taught that it was about the woman and you know the woman saying we need extra hands in the house. Yes. You know, to to extend the family because we didn't outsource labor. Right, we, we were we the labor. Yeah, we yeah. we we owned and we worked on what we owned. So women would say we need to find an additional, and it was yeah. not bringing another woman to slave at the house. Yeah, but it was a value add. Polygamy is about what is the value add. Once you understand what the value add, and if the woman had fertility issues, that would also be a value add. And if the man had fertility issues, next month I'm going to unpack how then was the other person brought into the space to add the value mm. without destructing the composition of the current family system. Mm. Yeah, because if I couldn't make my wife pregnant yeah my little brother sometimes yeah was we'll outsourced over. for yes, that yes, yeah yes. it was the value add it wasn't just no and it wasn't it wasn't good see you know the brother and the thing would have it would be a clear understanding that you are coming your brother is coming to to, to help assist. and to assist and to to add value Not there to were take over. there were also women who were married to more than one wife a uh, husband there were women who were polyandry polyandry yeah you know polyandrous so we also need to understand Guti, how did those the polyandry okay um umjaji has husbands or well, head husbands umjaji, yes I mean, you know? can't compete with that yeah. uh, gogo we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that where, where do people find you uh, online if uh, they want to book you or if they want uh, to come consult even? and and not ask for free free things yes yeah? yes uh, so coco it's the website and everywhere you just look at me uh, twitter instagram facebook yes. and then it's coco uh, and we shall continue on this topic because we just touched mm. bases and i want to wrap up fresh by saying guti let's become a culture of questioning so i like the people who come with different views mm. because i'm also a student i learn every day new information comes to us but let's not dwell on what has already demonized us in our identities let's also try and find what else worked for us mm-hmm. what else served us as africans and as women let's not just take things and say well i'm not going to do it because african culture is oppressive african culture was very metrical mm. women ran things and by saying that is not about women being boss because africa was not about bosses and who's ruling who it was about how do we complement each other mm. how do we have functioning systems healthy communities and healthy family families for the well-being that's why we have also saying that it takes a village yes. to raise a child. Ladies and gentlemen, Gogo Dineo and Lansing.